What about me? What about me? All right, calm down. <laughs> I just felt like it's were... supposed to be a simple, tender moment. That was me being simple and tender. Oh, no, no, you're doing too much. I'm sorry, you're you doing don't... too much. I'm a, I'm a simplicity. Dream Girls is all about simplicity. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I feel like, you know, that was just a simple run. No? <laughs> No run is simple to I, me. <laughs> I feel like as a Mariah fan growing up, I just would assume that runs were just the way to go. Like, I was doing karaoke again yesterday. We did this on Friday. There's karaoke. You did karaoke again yes, yesterday? At the Guys, I was thing. with him when he did karaoke on Friday. I did not know he did it yesterday. Did it yesterday it, it's well. Sunday, by the way. Yes, FYI. it's Sunday, by the way. But yes, so I did it on Friday and Saturday. And then on Saturday, I was obviously doing some runs in the song. I was asked to perform. Um, I'm you not that asked to perform. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm not that girl from Wicked. Of course. <laughs> and yes. so I threw in a lot of runs because of hello. And I'm not that girl. Yeah. That is sacrilege. <laughs> Bitch. I would go up with my false. No, I'm not that girl. Is her Look, simple song, her I, simple bow. That's why I guess, it's but That's why I, it's great. I'm sorry, I'm not a simple vocalist. I hate you. <laughs> and then someone saying, I mean, at least Matt's not trying super hard or anything. And I'm like, um, A, whatever, bitch. And B, <laughs> doing runs is not trying hard. It's just that's honestly singing straight tone would be trying hard for me. Like singing just like, I'm not. That girl, like that's you're so, I can't do that. I had to go like I'm not that girl. Okay. <laughs> the people loved it. I just had to give the people what they wanted. <laughs> everybody, welcome back to the 2K Mats podcast. It's your two favorite hosts, and we're back on the week of Lover, the new Taylor Swift what album. What a week it has I mean, been, guys. It's always a big week when a superstar drops an album, and I'm so happy that the album is so And the fun. album is great. Like I, it's, it's always great. I walked into work yesterday, and I was just like, has everyone listened to Lover? And everyone was like, what's that? Oh and I was like, God. I hate you all. Do the kids, I mean, because you work with a lot of young people, do they not talk but about Taylor straight. Swift? But they're straight. They're oh. straight. Yeah. What about the girls? The, the girl, Oh, the girls are all like anti-Taylor Swift. Why? I know I've been trying to convert them. I've been trying to be like, no, 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 you are actively wrong. And they're just like, I don't know. I just... Uh, Wait, what don't like, they like about her? They're just... They're just uh, what does anyone not like about her? Just they, that they she's find super no talented. Reason. I mean, it's so funny because when this album came out, this album is literally all about love, and it's such a positive, happy album for the most part. Yes, but like, I see immediately when the album came out, people were tweeting like, "Oh, Taylor always plays the victim, and Taylor's always just blaming other people for," and it's just like. You just haven't listened to the album because yes. that's literally not what this album no. is. Like, Most if she came out with another Speak Now, like maybe <laughs> you could. Uh, I mean, if she came out with another Speak Now, we would be I would doing cartwheels. That. But like, then you would. There would at least be an argument that like, oh, she's just like writing angry songs about her exes right. and everything. But like, this is actively not what this is. You're just literally tweeting into the Twitter sphere Absolutely. nonsense just because you want to tweet something negative about her. Right. So all you people can go joke. I, <laughs> I love how quickly we've turned from like public enemy number one in the Swifty community from our reputation review to this. They're like, oh my God, I always love your Taylor reviews. It's like, bitch, that is not that true. That is not true. But I will take it. This time two years ago, you were you, not happy. We were not on the Swifties good list. But hey, the only thing, we're only team good music, guys. Like it's not like, unless you're Mariah Carey, everyone can put out something bad. <laughs> 
again. <laughs> and thus, reput- and the thing is, I felt like people had started and right before Lover came out and on the boards, they were like, honestly, Reputation's my favorite Taylor album, like blah, 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 blah. And as soon as Lover dropped, everyone is now like, oh my God, it's such a step up from Reputation. It's I've a return to that. form. Yes. And it's like, bitch, y'all were saying how great Reputation was until this album dropped at midnight on Thursday. Yep. So... I mean, I just feel like I'm on the right side of history, but of course, <laughs> I am never going. I'm never going to take anything away from her. I think Taylor is the songwriter of our generation, which we will discuss in more detail and more of a deep dive about Taylor Swift and the new album momentarily. But before we do, I would like to. Well, unless I. Well, how was your week been? I'm sorry for. Just oh, my week has been very past. lovely. Yes. I was in Jersey like the previous weekend, as all of you know, if you listened to last week's podcast. Of course, which we assume. Um, and and then this week was very good. I have good. to say, yeah. Yes. How was yours? My week was good. I on Saturday. Last Saturday, bought a new car. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I came home and Matt Palmer was just like, "Look at the key ring," and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Look at the, the, the where we hang our keys." He yeah. was just like, "Look, look, 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 look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did." And I was like, "I don't know what I'm looking at." And he just like pointed to his like keys, and I was like, "I still don't know what I'm looking at." And then I finally saw, saw the mini, darling. He's been wanting a mini coupe since. 2012 when Thank I met you. him. Thank you. And that's the thing. It's like, it's it's in a ridiculous Mini Cooper convertible car that people are like, oh my gosh, Matt, I roll. Yes, but like, I have truly wanted it. He really has. So I like, really this have. is something he's really been deserving. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, it's my first convertible moment. I felt like if ever, not to say that I'm going to have kids, but if ever I were to have kids, it's the longest way away from me right now. So, so now's the time now's to buy the, the Mini Yes. Yeah. Buy a Mini Cooper, buy an impractical car, you know, let the fucking top down and enjoy the sun, except when it's too hot or when it's too windy because it gets too noisy. I'm getting a lot of caveats to when I can set the top down. I'm learning. Well, I actively hate convertibles, so I will literally <laughs> never drive with you I, with the top down. I looked up. I will send you an article that says like convertible cars are just as safe as other cars. I can't to. handle it, but it's not the safetyness. It's the what horror. What's Act- the horror of the it? The horror because it, there's you're it's there's wind <laughs> and you're open. You don't feel protected. You feel protected in a car. And people are like, well, but like you love roller coasters. That's so, true. So what's the difference? And I'm just like, yeah, but roller coasters. Co- bless you. Thank you. But roller coasters are. Oh, see, you're getting sick. It's because you have a convertible. That is not um, true. <laughs> roller coasters are on a track, and you see the track in, ahead of you. A yeah. car is can go any which way and flip and flop and uh, fly but in the air. Yeah, I have yet to flip, flop, or fly in the air with any other car. So why do you? think I'm now in the convertible just going to start flipping it and no. flying it across the world. Also, like, like I actively hate it when people what, like when I'm in a car and the windows are down. Like hate it. <laughs> I honestly truly have never been much of a windows down person. I but hate a, it. A convertible to me is a little different. And honestly, it's just I don't know. It's just really freeing. I and mean, again, I would not convince you to do something you ever were uncomfortable with. You know, I'm all about consent. Mm. But I think if ever you wanted to say I want to, because the thing is, I would never do it on the highway with you. I wouldn't do it on the highway with me because for the loudness. But yeah. um, if ever you were like, okay. I can go around the block with the top down just to see. I'd be happy to show you. As I told you, you we can only do it at the end of the day when yes. I don't have to be anywhere and my hair doesn't need to look. That right. is something I've noticed when I have people in the car who have hair and I'm like, oh, this affects you. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't think about that because yeah. it's just such a non-issue for me. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I have to put my shades on. Annoying. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Poor me. Um, okay. So let's get into the, the brief news for idiots before we do our Taylor deep dive. So uh, the most important thing that happened that was non-Taylor Swift related this week was the Real Housewives of New York. Oh, I'm I so know. sorry. The queen of Roni, Bethany Frankel, has announced uh, on the day of their beginning to film the new season, she announced to the world that she was leaving 
the house. Wait, they had started filming the season and she, oh. It was like hours whoa. after they started. They had filmed some scenes with Tinsley. They had filmed some stuff. And then she comes out with this in Variety or the Hollywood Reporter or whatever it was. Saying she's leaving the housewives for the second time. Her Instagram post made it seem like this is going to be the second and last time she's leaving. I don't feel like she's coming back. Wait, is that legally allowed, like, in her contract? Like, you can't just, like, quit in the middle of filming. I'm sure she hadn't yet signed her contract. They have have started filming before when not everybody has signed the (laughs) contract. Get that loophole. Yes, I'm sure she had not signed the contract. I don't feel like she'd be someone who, um, you know, would do something illegal like that. But, uh... I just think it's crazy. I just think it's nuts. I think all of production was very much expecting for Bethany to come back. The entire cast was thrown for a loop. Uh, Ramona, of course, gave a statement to People Magazine. What did she say? She essentially said that, um, you know, we wish her all the best, but we would have loved to be informed before this season. I love her. She didn't tell any of her castmates. That's the most Ramona way to say anything. I love it. It's like winds up always being about her. So Ramona was personally (laughs) offended and upset. Um, Yeah, filming began hours after the announcement came out and it was really threw everyone for a loop. The source says about Frankel's uh, exit this week. Usually before the season, these women have some idea what the next few months will look like based on the dynamics of the group, but this has left everyone a bit lost. Most of the folks in production also thought Frankel would return for Roni's 12th season, which kicked off filming on Wednesday, the same day the skinny girl mogul confirmed that she was leaving the Bravo series for the second time. Um... And I mean, I guess they were going to be testing out a new housewife because they tried uh, this girl Barbara came on last year who was cool and nice, but just not a fit. Um, And I assume she's not coming back, but they were going to try out a new housewife like that who might have been demoted to a friend role. But just assuming that all six of them would be back. But now that there's no Bethany, there's an open spot. Well, I bet that woman's happy. I bet she's happy, but I think. But she's got shoes to fill. Right. And like, it's hard. It's once the first time Bethany left, they tried to fill it with this girl named Cindy Barshop who like had her own like vajazzling business and Uh. like (laughs) had two young twin babies that she uh, had, I think, used like a um, sperm donor for. Okay. And so she was a single mom and stuff. Um, and she was a huge flop, mostly because, like, you're no Bethany. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, my humble opinion, which, of course, is my has been my opinion for years. Your humble opinion. <laughs> She's a, you mean your loud opinion? I've that, never uh, been quieter about an opinion. Jill Zarin needs to return, whether it was actually written in Bethany's contract or if Bethany just told Andy Cohen. I'm sure there was an unspoken rule that if Bethany was on the show, Jill could not be on the show. Like, it just was not going to happen that Jill could come back. They have a hole in the cast. The people want to see Jill. Jill has gone through so many changes. We've watched her husband pass away, who we knew, Bobby, and she has a new man. She's in New York. She has a new life. They play tennis together. Allie's all grown up. We want Jill back. We want Jill. I mean, people have also been hungering for a Heather Thompson return, and I like Heather enough. And like my my friend Janie, who is actually um, going to be very close to the housewives very soon, uh, she is not a. I don't know if I can actually say that. Well, Heather's not on the show. She's just, she Heather reminds her of the Cheshire Cat, who Janie always found scary because she has this huge smile. She's just like, mm, and okay. like she, she always enters scenes and is like, "Hey, Mama!" Whoa! <laughs> so like she would do that, and in her tagline, she always be like, "I'm the kind of girl, blah 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 blah." Holla! Oh no, Heather! <laughs> so yeah, uh, some people want her back, and some people do that not. That is such a Heather thing. It to is do. a very like someone named Heather. <laughs> someone thing to named do. Heather. Um, but I just feel like the the people need someone they. They can remember and relate to. I feel like coming in hot with a whole new person to fill Bethany's shoes is much harder than coming back with someone who's come from the past who we all have a history with. I would love to see Jill back. Do you right, think Jill. it's a possibility? Or I think, think it's I'm- definitely a possibility, uh, if, especially because you need someone big and yes. scary and crazy. <laughs>
and she's all those things. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't work with just a Ramona. No, because Ramona is just the the reason why I love Ramona so much is she is just the epitome of crazy sidekick. Oh my like, gosh. Like she's not the lead. She's no, the, she's the, not. the kooky sidekick who's got to throw her commentary in every right. which way. And, and that is where she works and that is where why she's so brilliant. I agree with you and they tried to make her the lead in the few no, seasons that Jill and she's, Bethany weren't on and it didn't work. She's, it didn't work. She's, she's not a leading lady. She's a character actress. Yes, much like yourself. I know. Me and Ramona are just alike. <laughs> I've, oh, I do think of you as the Ramona of my friend group. Good. <laughs> okay, next news, non-Taylor related. Um, Karamo Brown has the Deleted his Twitter account because he is excited to sit down with uh, controversial Dancing with the Stars co-star Sean Spicer. Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. <laughs> and how in some, I think, Access Hollywood interview, Karamo said uh, that he was a really sweet and really good guy or something. And it's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I met him and, and I'm just, and he's a really, actually, a really sweet guy, and I'm excited to talk to him about our differences and, and stuff like that. You know, that. I think that is very. You know, nice in theory, I suppose. Like, and it's nice to be have an ideological view of the world and think that we're all good and can meet in the middle. But like, of course, it would have been a nice theory years ago. Yes, but it's like we're in the middle. Of, we're in the trenches. Yes. We're drowning. We're and it's, it's it, just it feel like at this with this administration, it's beyond like oh, people, some people are Republican, some people are Democrat, and we meet in the middle. It's like no, this man was like actively feeding lies to the American people and is a part of like the most destructive and disgusting and anti-LGBTQ administration that's ever existed and it's like no we're we can't normalize anti everything that's ever existed like anyone that's not a cisgendered white man they're anti rich white man excuse me so if you are poor if you are a woman if you are black or just not white they fucking hate you and that has been the messaging since the beginning of 20 since 2016 happened so it's like I just don't want to see these people normalized. I don't like, I mean, I know Big Brother, has, Celebrity Big Brother has done this. I don't like seeing, you know, Trump cast-offs being on reality shows. Yes. For like, oh, they're funny people that are just around. Like, I think Sarah Sanders is now going to be a Fox News correspondent. And it's just like, no, what you've done should get you blackballed from the world. I'm sorry. This whole thing, the whole Karama thing, with the whole Sean Spicer thing being on Dancing with the Stars, yeah. my immediate reaction was just we need to cancel all reality television <laughs> because it's just gotten to the point where right. it's like okay Big Brother did the same thing where it had Amorosa and then it had uh, Scaramucci yeah. um, and I was kind of like okay I'm not very happy with this because right. the president was literally elected by m- turning the election into a reality exactly. show and that was horrifying and disgusting and scary yeah. and terrible mm. and so destructive and so having his little cast offs, his little spin offs, as you will, might call them yeah. on reality TV, it's it just sort of plays into the whole reality show right. that this country is becoming. I know. And so but for the Big Brother things, it was kind of like, OK, Amorosa's on there to be the villain. Yeah. Anthony Scaramucci's on there to like be the stupid villain or whatever. Like it's like there are villains and stuff on Big Brother. And when they were on there, though, I still felt very uncomfortable. Yeah, and, I, weird. and I was like, it's oh, weird. now they're just doing this for publicity. Amorosa's right. now just like, oh, I've seen the light. And it's like, okay, Amorosa, I whatever. Know, stop. Um, you know what you did. Shut up. <laughs> you, like, you're an opportunist. Just admit it. If Absolutely. you just admitted it, just like, then you'd be more likable. Yes. But you're not an opportunist. Yeah. Um, Dancing with the Stars is a family-friendly, exactly. happy reality show. There are no villains. Everyone's there is no drama. Everyone's light. painted in a positive light. Sean Spicer, until he 
takes accountability right. for the administration that he was defending and the stuff that he was defending. I don't have time. For no, that. it's completely Absolutely indefensible. Not. It's, it's disgusting. Just, like, it, just admit to what you did. Just right. admit to it, and right. then maybe we can start to have a conversation. Right. Like, but now, up until then, like, it's. <laughs> I know. Until I, then, you, I have no room for you right. in my life. Don't and be I, on my TV. And I feel like Karamo has done this on uh, Queer Eye a couple of times. Like, I feel like in the first season, he had a sit down with a police officer who had like a Trump sign in his garage or whatever, and they were driving around and they kind of the police officer was like I just don't want people to like stereotype police as all bad blah 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 and Karamo's like yeah that's just like how it feels to be a black man it's like no the fuck it's not this person chose to be a police officer like I think Karamo's thought process is very sweet I guess but it's like this is this is the real world like at some point you've got to be like this is unacceptable and I will not be promoting and encouraging this there is no bridge to be made between the blackness that I am born with and the blue life that you chose and it's like nothing like if we've learned anything from this whole Eric Garner story nothing happens to these policemen except they get fired years and years after some they've killed someone they Mm. get fired from their job and it's like woohoo what sweet relief like no this person is dead it's not the same like people thinking poorly of you or thinking that you're going to do something illegal or murder a black person is backed up by fact the fact that black people are being killed all the time but just being perceived threats because of their blackness is not the same thing. So these false equivalencies that Karamo makes really make my blood boil a bit. Like, I think he comes from a good place. Of course he and does. Of course, and of course, Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high, like blah, 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 blah. I blah. get it. But like, but I feel like now is not the time. No, like, it's, it's not just on... like you've got to, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And I feel like Karamo's fallen. Like, just you got to make us take a stand. Even if he wanted to say, you know what? I'm not involved in the casting process. And that is not a choice I would have made. Yes. Period. And, and I, he is my competitor. He's my, you know, <laughs> and I, I hope to win the mirror ball or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like it's, it, but to go out of your way to like normalize he's a sweet guy he's a good guy can't wait to sit down with him I was like no fuck that and, like, and, and it makes me so upset to to be that it makes me so upset that we are in a position now where it's just like no we can't right we can't really accept this yeah and it's because we know the right thing to do is to talk to everyone and everything but like where we're at right now and the things that he has done yeah and has defended is it's not like acceptable. no this is not a middle ground thing and i agree it's like as a young person i was very much like love everybody the fact you know despite what they believe like we can all reach across the aisle but it's at this point it's like i'm not fucking barack obama like i what you represent to me, Sean Spicer and the Trump administration specifically, is like, you would rather I not exist. You would rather my black gay existence be wiped from the planet. You don't think I deserve rights. You think you don't think I deserve protection in this country. And I can't stand up. I can't stand by and like let that happen. Like, that's not OK for people like me or much more less, much less privileged than me. Like, no, like this is unacceptable and I will not meet you. Yeah. And, it, and, no. well, and it's one thing to say, you know, we should really talk to the Trump voters and help them get them to see the line and everything. There's sure. a difference between that and Sean Spicer, yes. who literally was the Trump, the voice you of the Trump the, yes. administration. Yes. There's a there's a difference. There's a difference. So until Sean Spicer acknowledges that he worked for a, a pile of crap, <laughs> then I I don't have time for. It. I mean, not that I watch Dancing with the Stars anyway. Oh, um, of course not. So what? I wish everyone the best. I yes. <laughs> and now Demarco won one year, so your I, your future husband. I know. So oh, you'll have a mirror I ball in your house. In my house. Oh my I know. god, that'll be beautiful for you. Um, the only other non uh. 
Taylor Swift thing I'd like to discuss is Normani's going to perform at the VMAs and it's going to be fucking amazing. That's exciting. <laughs> and Missy Elliott is getting the video Vanguard, as we know, so she's also performing, but Normani, okay. <laughs> so. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. The reason why we're all here today Isn't on this she? earth. So Taylor Swift released Lover and uh, after one day of sales, it is the 2019's biggest sales week. <laughs> it sold, I believe, over 425,000 copies in its first week. I'm not unsure if that is just pure sales or if that's sales plus streaming. But if you look at the Spotify charts, you can see that like all of the Lover tracks are just in the top 18. I saw and that. It's just, like, and I saw that uh, it had more pre-sales than Reputation. Yes. And also it's Taylor's first album that she's owned. It's her first so, album that she's completely owned the masters to. Packing in that month. Absolutely. So universe, I think it's her first on uh, Republic Records, and they're so happy. And I think there's a possibility that it will sell or, you know, pure sales may be under a million, which would be a first for her in a while. But it's also like this is a different time in the industry. It's a different time in her career after Reputation, even though clearly it did very well sales-wise. The singles were not as giant as they had been in 1989. So yeah, this is kind of a rebuilding chapter for Taylor. I think she's certainly not a flop if she doesn't sell a million copies in first week, because it's like, no one can do that. She's only competing with herself at this point. And uh, I love that such a good album is getting so much so much heat, so much play. Several things have come out of these interviews that she's been having. What ha- um, are they, Matt Palmer? They are um, she had an interview um, with, I believe, The Guardian in which she talks about why she did not uh, say who she was going to vote for in the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. She said after that whole uh, summer, which she found to be the worst summer of her life beyond her career with that whole Kim Kardashian thing, uh, she felt like she was almost she was so broken and she felt like her celebrity endorsement would almost be a liability. Like she felt like she was being characterized in a similar way that Hillary was as like a powerful woman who's a snake and not trustworthy. So would her throwing her support behind Hillary be a helpful thing or a hindrance? She wasn't sure. Um, she also felt, you know, that she had been so beaten up in the press and had been so beaten up on social media that she was just at her lowest point and she just wasn't able to take on any sort of additional feedback there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she, but she does regret it in a way, and she also says she's prepared to fight very hard against Trump in 2020. She's going to make her vote very heard and make you know who she's voting for very clear to the world. And who I do think you think she's voting for? I mean, whoever's not Donald Trump, she's <laughs> no, but not like in the a fan. Pri- in the primary. Oh, who I do, don't know. I wonder who she's. she's, who like she's a... uh, I could see her being like an Elizabeth Warren okay. supporter, maybe a Kamala. Um, I mean, who isn't a Elizabeth or Kamala? I know, it's like, insane. Uh, like it's between those two people. I know these are such the best <laughs> options. I mean, maybe she's a Pete. Who knows? She might like a pee, Buttigieg, but um, like, or like a Beto, you know, she's yeah. like a, a or a fake Southern I gal. Beto. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, Beto has said some things recently that I did like. Like, see, I think he said something about Trump because everyone was trying to like be kind about how they spoke about him or something, and he was just like, "No, fuck that guy, he's awful." Oh, he's had like, some good moments like recently. Like, yeah. he, he was on a downward like slope yes. in popularity, and then he kind of had some pretty good PR moments, right? And so I uh, I support that. Also, if uh, we're unclear about why um, it's nice to have a friend is on the album, she sampled a youth music program um, from Canada, and so all of the uh, money from that sample is going to be going straight to this Canadian program to fund music education there. And so... 
Uh, yeah. Stream it, guys. Stream it. The song's not for me. But I do love that she's doing something good uh, in that way. Support the children. The, Cana- the poor Canadian children. Yes, I love supporting well, the Canadian children. We all wish children. we were them right now. I know, right, seriously. <laughs> um, and then one other point to be made is Taylor Swift has decided to pull a fucking JoJo and has announced that she actually has plans to re-record her first six albums because Scooter Braun famously uh, bought her previous record label, um, Big Machine Records. And so now Scooter Braun, who she feels was a part of the whole Kim Kanye debacle, uh, owns her master recording. So if you were to stream her old albums on Spotify right now, a lot of that money would be going into Scooter Braun's pocket. And she says to fight back with that. She's going to re-record her first four albums and she's allowed to release them, I believe, as early as November 2020. So is it going to be like, are they going to do the same production? I don't, that I don't know. She, cause the thing with, I would love to hear self-titled, like maybe with like a little different. I agree. Agree. No, I be kind of fun. I think um, personally, from for her situation, I think it would be cool if she tried to do different production. It made sense for JoJo to do kind of similar production because JoJo's music, it's not like oh, it's going to the pockets of people I don't agree with. It's like oh, it's literally not streamable. Yeah. It is not available for uh, you know to stream at all anywhere. No one can hear this. Let me give something that people will remember in the same kind of format they remember it, just with obviously more adult vocals on it. And it was excellent and amazing and. So such a boss move that we still love to this day and I hope that Jojo gets some credit for when Taylor does this and it becomes a giant thing that like Jojo started this trend no one knew that this was the way to take back your recordings until Jojo did it and I hope that people you know she's amazing she's so amazing (laughs) and such a great vocalist I hope people highlight that Jojo did this first I hope Taylor even says you know thank you Jojo for doing this because this has inspired me and I can't wait to let's Um, have one of the the new songs she records feature Jojo yes I would love that Jojo Taylor duet right and that's the thing is Taylor's sound has evolved so much from her early records Mm -hmm. and I feel like having new different productions uh, of these classic songs would be more exciting because you still can listen to the old versions of the songs they're still available available. and um, but I think putting a new spin on it would be so exciting and would probably give her a huge sales week because she's Taylor fucking Swift like if she put them all out at the same time like would she have the top six Albums on think the of, Billboard 200. Think of having like six new Taylor Swift. I know at the same <laughs> time. That's oh, crazy. That'd be amazing. Oh my. Oh god. I would have to. We'd have to call off work all <laughs> week. Like. I mean, we would. Yes, we would definitely have to have a video about how great. Like whatever the highlights of all those albums are. So, now that you've sat with Lover mm-hmm. a bit more, mm-hmm. where would you list it in your favorite to least favorite Taylor Swift record? It's so hard. It is hard, and we're playing in such a high. You know for most of her albums these are literal classics yes. so I don't think there's a way to be offensive about this because yes. we're talking about greatness against greatness it's you know? so hard because certain albums like the highs are so high yes. but like maybe the lowers are lower but like yes. other albums are more consistent so Absolutely. it's I never really know where to rank anything as far as Taylor Swift albums go uh-huh. like I know like top two top two are Fearless and Speak Now do you want me. Fearless number one I don't know because okay. Fearless to me is more like Fearless is like it's a perfect flawless pop record Except Absolutely. you hate change for some reason. Change sucks. I, I, I don't. I don't understand change why Matt Palmer does not like change. Don't I think like change it. is fun. Uh, fearless is flawless. Flawless, true. But like, speak now. Ha- yeah. The highs on speak now are just like oh, just like grabbing my yes. arm, like the arms <laughs> of my chair, and just ripping them off. Like of I'm. So I don't know. Those are definitely like top two. Okay. But I don't know which order I would put them. in. I think I would put speak now above fearless. Yeah. Just because those. 
I mean, just like Last Kiss and Dear John, oh. and Mean, and are just so excellent. Yes. Um, but yeah, Fearless is definitely up there. Uh, do you want me? To, are we ranking like them? Yeah, now? rank them. You do your ranking. I'll do mine. Uh, and then the next two are Lover and 1989 right. for me. I don't. I honestly don't know which one I like better. Wow. 1989 maybe is above Lover just because it's such a staple yeah. and. And again, the highs, the highs are, are so, so high. High, but yes. there are songs on 1989 that I'm like, oh, immediately skip. Yeah. Like uh, How to Get the Girl. I'm just mm. like, no. <laughs> um, what like other? What else on 1989? Am I like? Uh, I feel like this love you never were. This in love, love was never in love with. Uh, oh, you are in love. I, no, 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 no. And honestly, I really don't like New Romantics, which I've never I, understood. I, I, I think like New, New Romantics, Romantics is like one of the best songs on that record. Truly. I I don't get it. Why? Uh, oh, and Welcome to New York is just unforgivable. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, but like, I mean. I know, and, and just the and bad blood is not good. No, bad blood wasn't good until the remix, and it still and, wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, 1989, just because it's such a classic, maybe yeah. is above Lover, but yeah. like I could listen to Lover all the way through more right. than 1989. I yes. think so. I don't know, and yeah. and and Lover. What Lover has that 1989 doesn't have is just the personal lyrics. Yes. That's something yes. that 1989 is yes. lacking. It does sound like in time, Lover could leapfrog 1989 for you. It and may. honestly, up till, yes, right now, I think our, our lists are identical. Yeah. Same reason. As a person who, you know, loves a songwriting moment, even though Speak Now is a little less consistent than Fearless, I just love that it came straight from her. I love and it, Yes, it was all written it's by all, her. There's one writer on that entire album, and it's long, it's sprawling. There are some things that don't work. Like there's a um Never Grow Up, of course, is unforgivable. <laughs> I just really don't like it. But Never Grow Up is cute. It is not. But I understand why you don't like I it. I hate it. Uh, but everything else on that album is just so excellent. Like like you said, Mean, Dear John, Speak Now, even it's just such a great storytelling oh moment. Mine, I think, is such an underrated gem. Uh, Sparks Fly is excellent. Like Last Kiss, of course, just I, I think there are parts of that album that like maybe I could skip over a little bit. But Speak Now to me is just quintessential Taylor Swift yes. and that is why it is so up there when I think of her sound I think of speak now and yes. I also feel like uh, just personally that was the time in my life that I was making the move from New York to LA mm-hmm. and I didn't know very many people so it felt like I was hanging out with a friend when I listened to speak now <laughs> <laughs> that's like when me and Taylor were very close okay so but fearless of course I think is in so many ways a perfect record oh my god um, I mean like love story yes. and 15 yes. and I the title track of Fearless to me is just—it's great. I love that song so. I mean, much. and of course, someone someone uh, at karaoke on Friday did "You Belong with Me," and it's just like, God. I remember the first time that I heard that, like, she wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts. Bridge. I literally, I was driving in Atlanta over the summer or something, and I just pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so fucking fantastic. Yeah. I cannot fathom it right now like it's really hitting me and I need to pull over um so yeah I'm with you and then 1989 and lover I feel the exact same way where I love that lover's lyrics are more pointed I love that it's a love letter that is still an interesting love letter to her boyfriend um I think there are a couple of okay songs and you know London Boy which is horrible but (laughs) I will not but I do think that there are songs that are so excellent so many songs have even moved up for me since we which one I think Death by a Thousand Cuts Amazing. is like one of my top I love songs it. now. Love like it, it. And it was, I think because the production is kind of, you've heard it before from Taylor, it was like how I felt about, um, what was the Mariah, oh, um, 
you come you go oh. faded it's like I've heard this production sound from Mariah before so it took me a while to understand the greatness of faded that's the exact I the want everyone way. to know I was immediately on board with faded you the were, second I heard it and and I was like Matt Palmer faded is one of the best songs on me I'm Mariah and Matt Palmer was like I don't get it I mean I I just I got it but it felt so memoirs to me that I didn't understand the impact and it is excellent you were right about faded that song is like top 10 Mariah songs for me wow yes, I, I mean, love faded it is excellent I'll have to that's a whole different ranking whole different podcast <laughs> <laughs> but that is kind of how I feel about Death by a Thousand Cuts in so far as it's like a sound that we've heard from her. But I feel like lyrically and melodically and like that bridge when she's just listing all the things that he took from her. And it's just yes. like just truly like she's firing in all cylinders on that song. And I, that has moved up for me. I need you to talk about False God and if you've opinions changed on it at all. My opinion has not changed. Oh I'm God. so sorry. Like I keep listening to it's the melody. It's the melody. Even in the chorus, because the thing is, I get that the, the pre- chorus, chorus is the chorus is the worst. What are you talking about? It's sexy. No, it's not. Oh, it's not sexy to me. To me, it sounds like. To me, it sounds like I'm. See if she sang it like that. (laughs) Then if if she gave it a little bit of that flavor, then I'd be like, okay, maybe. But like to me, it just and you know, no shade to Taylor and everything. No, it kind of just sounds like. Like a little kindergarten, kindergartner like plunking out like I on mean, a little xylophone piano like I'm bing, not gonna argue bing, bing, that the lyric that the bing, melody bing. of the chorus is not simplistic, but I think it works especially with how interesting the production is. And I also think it's interesting because the second most Carly Rae Jepsen song on that album to me is False God. Like what? I would say I think he knows is obviously the most, but the second the one that gives me the most CRJ vibes besides that one is False God. Like what kind of production Car- wise kind of song? Like I feel like there is maybe almost a little too much. Like it's um Oh, I don't hear that at all. It's oh. just a, I feel like if you get to some of Carly's sexier mid tempos, they would have a false god feel. To me, false god sounds like, as you said, like uh, 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 what's it, love, love drought, drought or or beginning of mine and everything. Mm. But like the beginning of mine and love drought are way superior <laughs> to me. Uh, to me, to me, false god is just like. I don't know. I, to me, it just does not fit in the album. All at right. All. Well, like, keep keep me updated. I, I as soon know. as you start loving it, I'd like to know. Have I any s- songs moved up for you since your um, initial listen? I don't think so. Run through. Let's see. Let's run through the tracks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot that you existed. Is cuter. We with the full production. We were listening to a leak. Spoiler. <laughs> and the production was not as good. Um, I feel the same way about the man. Uh, Cruel summer. I mean, it was already my number one, but it's somehow moved up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it even more. I just think that bridge is so fucking iconic. I think he knows has moved up a bit for me. Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince is apparently about the 2016 election, That's and I did Well, she does mention like stuff about like the country and stuff. Like yes, that. and she mentioned and, and the, the line, um, "You play stupid games, games you, you win, win stupid, stupid prizes. prizes." I kept thinking about that line at work yesterday yes. over and over, and I was just like. Oh my god. And like, apparently yes. that's a saying. I someone just said that on something I was watching or listening to and it was like a saying that no one had heard of and I have still not heard of it and now I've heard it twice in one week. So, yeah. whatever. Um I think a song that has moved up for me uh is Afterglow. Oh, absolutely. I would say Afterglow is very good. And Daylight has moved up a little bit. Daylight's moved up a little bit. I would say, yeah. Um, It's still hard for me after Afterglow not to just start the album over. (laughs) (laughs) But I do do like Afterglow a lot. Um, But Death by a Thousand Cuts, I think, is the biggest mover for me. Cornelia Street is still excellent. Oh, I love that she wrote that one by herself. I love that she wrote, like, because you think of artists and they collaborate with these, you know, masterful songwriters, and then the song they write with themselves is like, you know, a Dear Diary Britney Spears moment. And obviously, Taylor is 
is not that she is a writer writer and I just I don't know I love that the one of the highlights of the album is a song that she self I, I didn't like, know that it was entirely written by yeah, her. I mean listening to the lyrics like of course it is. Right. That song and Daylight were completely written by okay. her. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Afterglow is the one that moved up for me. Right. Cuz Afterglow I was like, "Oh, this is obviously we said it's an album track yeah. on the uh the video. review video." Yeah. Um but uh I was uh, when I was listening to it I was kind of like, "Oh, but like if this went I wouldn't be sad, but yeah. like now it's like, no, if this wasn't here, I'd be sad. No, I'd be sad. Yeah. Uh, so what are your bottom three Taylor albums? Taylor albums? Yes. Uh, I mean, to call Red a bottom three is very and wrong. And it's hard. It's hard. It's very, very wrong. Right. And I feel Red like is... we are in the minority. I feel like the common thought is that Taylor peaked with Red. Like, I feel like the common, pe- like a lot of people agree that Red is her best album because it does have all too well, arguably her best her song. Her best song. Like, not arguably. That that's is, her best song. That is a song that every time I listen to it, I get emotional. Oh, my it's God. It's like, it's I, I so beautiful. It's so emotional. I love how the lyrics evolve. It's not like, oh, we're going back to the chorus. It reminds me of uh, Vanessa Carlton's White Houses in that way. And the, just the storytelling is perfect flawless it's like it builds to the perfect point and then the denouement and it's just it's like brilliant brilliant it's brilliant and and just we are never getting back together trouble we both love state of uh, grace oh uh, holy um, ground I, do you not love holy ground holy ground i like oh i love but like you lo- you love holy ground. i do it's like, I, I, <laughs> um i adore 22 i know you hate it but 22 is just great i love I, um i almost do also i love i, I almost, almost do, do. So and i and i really like begin again and you don't like begin, again, like that begin again that much yeah. it's like cute and fine and like I get what she's doing but it's like yeah but there are some things on on that album that I'm just like no like stay 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 <laughs> stay 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 to me I is mean, like one of her bottom three songs oh I don't think that's that I as bad as there are stay. several songs I don't like treacherous I felt like that was her trying to do a false god and not quite getting there um the last time I think is a little plodding and I don't love uh the sad, last time I can't even <laughs> couldn't even sing it to you sad beautiful tragic I don't love the lucky one's okay everything has changed it's okay Starlight I mean, is good. Okay, Breathe know. again is fine. Well, yeah, there are. Oh, it's just like I love it. I again. know you do. But that's the thing is, by the end of the album, to me, I feel like we're getting a lot of fine songs, and it's hard. That's true. Coming off of such high highs on that record, to listen to the songs that are a little more middling, because it's like, no, but we know, we know what you can do. We just heard it. Like, <laughs> turn it up for yeah, me. But, but like, Red still is great. Yeah. So it I is great. To, to say like, oh, this is bottom three Taylor albums is like right, and it's, it, like, it's like no, let's it's not like say a that. transitional <laughs> album for her. I mean, yeah. that's the truth. It's the That's thing is true. like it's her albums are also excellent that it's not it's not like a rude thing to say it's like That's saying true. charm bracelets the bottom two Mariah album it's like these are classics we're picking from so true. it's fine very true um would you put reputation or uh self-titled uh okay okay self-titled I know is technically better than reputation yeah. like in terms of it feels more her it just sonically it, it works better yeah. it's um, but I find myself listening to more reputation songs more. Exactly. Yes. Just because yeah, I listen to pop music right. more than straight up country. Right. It's, it's just a fact. And it's hard with Taylor with the self-titled album because it just seems like, oh, yeah, this is a budding artist who's about to make an excellent fucking album. And so it's hard not to skip straight to Fearless. Yeah. You know, and I mean, self-titled has, you know, uh, our song a picture to burn and our song, yes. like really, really great songs. But there are a bunch of songs that, you know, I don't remember as much. Right. Um, there's a, like a bonus track on uh, the Taylor Swift album that I always forget but it's so good and I'm like this is a song that could have been on Fearless and would have worked just as well let me find the name 
Um, oh, I'm only me when I'm with you. It is such a cute little song. I, I, I implore you all to go listen to it. Give it another spin because it's quite good. Should have said no is also a very good song on yes. that first album. Tear, teardrops in my car, of course. So there are obviously very good songs on this record, but it's right. I think it definitely I revisit it the least of her albums. Yeah, because Reputation has some real scary things. Yes, has some but, big swings. But there are also some like crazy swings that you're just like, I just want to listen to this and rock. Like I want to rock out to look what you made me do. Yes, because it's just ready so for it, ridiculous. I always love. love ready for it is an excellent it song. Is. It is. It really is. Um and uh, and and New Year's Day oh, we both love God, and you know I, love I love King of My Heart and <laughs> why, why do you hate getting King I just of My think Heart? It, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. I, I mean, will it is say definitely it wants to be out of the woods. Yeah. And it, nothing will ever be out of the woods but like I I think it you know it's almost there I think a song that has grown on me a lot since we initially reviewed Reputation was I did something bad that song eventually clicked for me and like it's like I get why people like this it is very interesting and very haunting and I feel like if that was the song that was used in the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack instead of whatever song she did with Zane that would have worked really well too I really like the verses and pre-chorus if I did something bad and the chorus is like it's a lot and I, I get I go back and forth on that. Yeah. yeah. I I that song has grown on me a lot. So that is that is one that I would End Endgame is unforgivable. Oh my god. <laughs> it is literally I would put that in the And you know what's gone down for, for me is huh? delicate. I agree. Del- Honestly, Del- I used to love 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 delicate and now I'm kind of just like mm. I agree. What's the song on Lover that reminds me of De- Cornelia Street? Yes, reminds but me of it's delicate, better. but it's better. It's better. Yeah, it's such Cornelia Street's better than delicate. I think I agree. Delicate went down for me. I don't know if it has to do with that video that I find entirely too twee and obnoxious, um, or if it, it, you know that song also got played a lot and it was like Taylor Swift's new big 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 hit, and it's like it's a hit, but like well because also it was I feel like it was a song on Reputation that really was good. Yes, and like really felt like something you know that could have been a single so I feel like they were really trying to pump that up I think Um, uh, some underrated songs on Reputation are Dancing With Our Hands Tied I still don't like Dancing With Our Hands Oh come on you don't like the double time on the chorus and stuff it's fine I just I I, I don't know It, it doesn't it it doesn't thrill me. Mm, I, also, I, get, I get why it thrills you, right. but I'm just like. Mm. I think dress and call it what you want also are good. I think Endgame. Oh, well, call it what you want has gone call up what for you me. Want I will say. Great. Yes. I think that my issues with this album are a lot of Endgame. Don't blame me. So it goes. Like gorgeous. I think all of those songs are like borderline unlistenable for me. Like I really, they don't click with me at all. So yeah, I, but I do think I revisit those reputation tracks. I mentioned that I like more often than I listen to the, uh, self-titled, but the point is Taylor Swift just put out an excellent album. Yeah. It's helping Canadian youths. (laughs) She's pro choice. She's anti-Trump and uh, she's re-recording her first six albums. And I hope she puts quite a spin on them. I can't wait. I'm ready. I'm right? ready for album eight, guys. You got to get ready. Oh my god! So that's it for our Taylor Swift. Oh well, what would you say will be the next single? Ooh, great cue, great yeah. cue. I mean, after Lover, because I think Lover's like if you watch Lover's that video, that looks like it's. I mean, it's the a, money it's, spent on the money that. Is spent on that. It's so a beautiful music, a beautiful video. video. Oh my god, what a great video. Um, after Lover, I pray to God that it's Cruel Summer. I can't imagine it wouldn't like, be. Like Cruel Summer has gotten such heat. Like everyone picks it out as their favorite. Like I. Kind of wish it was the first single. Like, I, I get you don't want to, like, play all your cards right up front, but, like, what a great song. Oh, yeah. I could imagine Cruel Summer. I could imagine um, I, I Think, think he, he Knows, knows being a single. the best song on the album. Uh, it's not that, better. That's, that's definitely, like, a sixth single, though. Yes, yes. I would say. Even, I, even though it's my favorite, I will say this is where it goes. <laughs> I worry that the man will be the single instead of Cruel Summer. Oh, 
Because it was the, when they did, like, the Spotify playlisting of, like, oh, these are the top hits or whatever. Like, The Man was the song that was. Don't make it The Man, Taylor. You're better than that. It's the lyrics to The Man are such a good point. Such a good point. But it's just something. It's good. It's good. But something about the lyric and melody mixed with the production just don't completely gel for me. I just think it's such an obvious choice for, like, a single. When there's so many better, I don't know. I'd be open to Cornelia Street. I'd be open to Paper Rings. Um... Yeah, I think those are the singles. Something we've said is the singles. <laughs> Anything else guys. would be a mistake, right? I mean, yeah. I think the man will be a mistake. Well, I mean, but I remember when remember when she was like, the next single from 1989 is Wildest Dreams. And it was like, what? I know. But that <laughs> did I like well. Wildest Dreams. I still have but never like, really. It was a weird it was a weird choice. Put it out it was like, single. you're not going to. I was just waiting for Out of the Woods for so the long. The fact that she waited so long I to know. make Out of the Woods a single is unacceptable. It hurt me. The fact that she me. made bad Blood, a sing- I mean, she had a good idea for Bad Blood. Yeah, like Attack let's, let's re- remix it and then have this crazy music video yeah. with all these famous people. Like, sure, I understand why it was a hit, but like, Out the of the Woods was Woods. right there. And I mean, I, by the time, obviously, people were tailored out. By the time Out of the Woods was a single, so it wasn't a big hit. But I still think that video is great. That video is excellent. And she does an acoustic performance, I think, at like the Grammy Museum or something. That is so good of Out of the Woods. So I suggest we all check that out. Any more, any more Taylor thoughts before we move on? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm so happy that Lover's great. I know. I'm ha- we're in a good place. I'm happy to right have an al- Reputation was dark. It was. And I'm happy to have an album that I can't wait to replay a lot. You know, like I feel like it's been since Caution that I've had an album that I was really like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to just, just play this just for play the next this. several and, months. And it's great that she's like feeling like Taylor again. Yes. Like, even though there are good songs on Reputation and, and it's like even the songs that are bad, it's kind of just like if another pop singer like put this out, yeah. it would be whatever. But the problem with Reputation was it just didn't feel yes. like it was, Taylor. She was like playing a character. Yeah. You know? And it's there's nothing wrong with playing a character. But, but we love her for who she is. We love her is. for we her. Love her. We, that's why we love New Year's Day. Yes, because it feels like her. Ugh. Well, that's it for our Taylor Deep Dive. We'll be back in a moment with uh, Email My Heart and um, giving you moments darling. All right, everybody, we're back. Ooh, I'm exhausted from I know. that break. It was such a long break. I know. We've done so much. We We've listened grown to, so much. We listened to a song. Yes, we yeah. did. <laughs> for, for the Email My Heart section. We did. Which is one of our favorite sections. I mean, we only have like... Three sections. Three, hey, three, we love a segment. Whatever. Um, so this is email my heart. If you Ooh. guys are first time listeners, it's where all of you wonderful people get to email us questions. Um, what can they do if they want to be a part of email? If my you want to be a part of email my heart, you can email us at two gay mats at gmail dot com. Two spelled T W O O O. Just one O. Just one O. <laughs> I just did that for some flair. Um, so yeah, we've gotten some emails with some questions. We got one yeah. email for. I just want to give a shout out to Timeless Toddy who just sent us an email saying that. That you know they loved our podcast. Yeah, so thank you, Timeless Toddy. Timeless Toddy was a little disappointed we didn't have Lady Gaga on our monuments, our um, Mount Rushmore, Mount monuments. Rushmore monuments. And you know, to that we say everybody has their people, <laughs> and we love that for them. Yes. And Lady Gaga has been. Uh, a favorite of mine in the past. I uh, I wow. <laughs> I I was just thinking about Lady Gaga yesterday, and I was thinking about art pop, and I was just like. Man, I, mean, Actually, I, I we mean, literally we talk about art pop all the I time know. about how much we both love art pop. Just because it was so underappreciated, it. and I'm just like, wow, that was that's so sad. She I gave know. us such insanity. I know, and no one appreciated. I know. It. Everybody and go now, back and listen to art pop. And she, it's been three years since she's released an album. Oh right, I was like after, after Joanne. <laughs> I was know. like, oh what what other album did she put out <laughs> after <laughs> art pop? <laughs> wow. Yes, it's been a minute. So I'm, I'm but here she's in the studio. Um, I think now would be a great time to drop something. Maybe this fall. I have my fingers crossed. Let's go, Gaga. Let's go, Gaga. We are ready. 
All right, maybe but, another uh, dance in the dark. An, oh what yes, like. what a fucking song. God, yes. Um, so our uh, we got another email from Clem, we love who Clem. gave us a bunch of questions. We're going to answer a couple. Yes. First one was uh, just wondering what you think of Miley Cyrus's new single "Slide Away." Mm. Personally, I love the. This is him still talking. Personally, I love the melody of the opening verse, but then it seems to, to lose its way. It's like it's almost a great pop power ballad, but then wasn't due to choices regarding the mid tempo production. So during our break. Before email my heart is when I listened to Slide Away <laughs> with Matt Palmer. I had heard it, but I had to re-listen. And I have to say, Clem, I like the chorus. Really? I think the chorus is really good. I think um the song is I feel like the song this chorus is where it goes from being like, oh, this could be a single to like, oh no, this is a good album track. I would say it's you a know? good album track. I wouldn't call it a single. Yes. Um I, I think it's a nice song. Absolutely. And I get why it's being released right now. Obviously, she and Liam are going through their separation divorce process. So this is kind of like when Demi Lovato released Sober and she then came out and said that she had, you know, failed not failed, but like had been had had issues with her sobriety recently. I believe she went back to rehab around that time. Um, and so this seems very fitting that now that Miley's in the news and clearly her uh, marriage is over, uh, she wants to release this song just to, you know, get it off her chest and doesn't want to wait until six months from now when, like, these feelings are less fresh. So I think it makes sense that she's putting it out now as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the song. I think it's a nice song. Yeah. Um, and I, I do like the chorus. So, so you know. Yeah. It's not like a hit, but it's good. No, yeah. It's a nice it's, it's, a, it it's a nice orchestral ending that lasts a little long, I mean, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> um, next question from Clem. Also, Matt Palmer, I've been recently listening to Mariah Carey's early work, and I can't get enough of Till the End of Time on Emotions. The strings and stepping up lifts in the uh the, the strings, sorry. The strings and stepping up lifts in the melody are just so gorgeous. Do you like it? I very much like Till the End of Time. Emotions is not my favorite Mariah record because I feel like there's more emphasis put on her vocal capabilities than like the songwriting, but there are great moments, and I think Till the End of Time is one of them. I've always thought of Till the End of Time, I don't know, it's weirdly a, a, like a prequel to my all a little bit. I don't know. It feels like a same sort of like longing balladry. It's definitely more... Um, reverb heavy than I usually go for but I think that was at the time and she sounds great obviously and yeah I love that song it is not uh, one of my favorites in her entire catalog but on the album Emotions I think it would be in my top five so okay yeah we love we love great. We love a, a listener with taste. Absolutely, yeah, Ugh. yeah. And Clem said, "Sorry for the basic questions." And it's like Those these questions are not basic. They're, they're very specific. They're very niche. Like. Very specific. These are yeah. just like our favorite Taylor Swift songs. Very specific. Very specific. Thank you, Clem. Ah, so Matt Steele, we're at the moment, the everyone's favorite moment segment of the podcast, the giving you moments, darling. And what this week has been giving you moments. Well, this week, guys, all last week, I was so excited because that Little Women trailer was just so <laughs> lovely. Of course. And all I have to say is throw the Little Women trailer out. Wow. Because a bombshell has been released. Mm. Guys, that teaser trailer for Bombshell, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just like YouTube, Google, whatever you have to do, Bombshell movie, There a teaser. there's a teaser trailer yes. with Charlize Theron, Margot Robbie, Nicole Kidman, and like a split second of Kate McKinnon. <laughs> um, who is Kate McKinnon in it? Do you know? I, I don't know. Okay. Someone who works at Fox News. Okay. It's about uh, the scandal at Fox News uh, it's like channel. Roger Ailes, right? Yeah, with the, the whole uh, Me Too movement and, and all that kind of stuff. The teaser trailer is exactly what a teaser trailer should be. It's three women oh in an God. elevator 
glaring at each other <laughs> for a minute and a half and it is the greatest teaser trailer it's that has ever been released. like someone watched Big Little Lies and was like oh so the gays just want this. Yes they just <laughs> want glares guys glares and the, it's just the tiny little details of the it is filmmaking at its finest in a minute and a half like the tiny little details like the the short glares they give each other the when yeah. Nicole Kim and like goes to push the button and they see that they're already going to floor two it just you don't know what's happening but it makes you wonder you know that something is happening and it mm-hmm. makes you want to know what's happening and it makes you want to see the movie it is incredible everything about it is just amazing and wow. I and I looked it up it's the same director as the director of the three Austin Powers movies what and I'm just like what oh my Why? god that's so weird did he has that person done anything else besides the like Austin Powers movies? other stuff but they're the things you know they're most known for is are the Austin Powers movies mm. but like genius utterly genius whoever made that trailer I don't know who it was whatever post house whatever did whatever they needed to do give that person a raise give that person an Oscar it is such an incredible trailer I'm I worry that the movie won't be as good as the teaser trailer but what could be as good as all week long I've just been noticing every single tiny detail of that trailer how many times have you watched it oh a hundred times (laughs) a hundred times Charlize Theron's performance (laughs) Performance? Did she even say anything? No. But Charlize <laughs> Theron plays Megan Kelly, and when I tell you, she is like if you put Megan Kelly in the freezer and put the devil into her body. Like <laughs> it is. It you can tell it's going to be an amazing performance. Her makeup is stunning. I, I just. I can't get enough of this. I will say trailer. one thing I'm worried about about this movie, and I told you this, I feel like this is going to make Megan Kelly and her ilk amount to come back, and I don't need that. Like it, I feel like they're that's, that's definitely rough. going to go on a press tour around the release of this movie, and like maybe she'll get another show, and it's like, I want her gone. Like let's, We've had enough <laughs> Megan Kelly for our days, but it, I, I can see how it's exciting. I wasn't as excited as Matt Steele. Oh, and, and when the, the other, elevator opens and you see like Fox That is Fox News, News right. It, it's just such a well well done trailer that I I, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> I can't, like, who needs full movies when you just... And I mean, a lot of times, like, trailers are better than movies. Anyway. I mean, it happens. Like, the Glitter trailer was excellent. If you want to go on Google it, it it's was a really good trailer. Good. And the movie's... The movie exists. <laughs> the movie's The movie better. gave us a great soundtrack, it guys. Did. And a lot of uh, a fun drinking game if you're a drinker. <laughs> people... Give the movie more shit than it deserves. There are movies that are just as bad as it that like people let that go under the radar. But whatever, I can go on a different tangent about this at a different <laughs> it's time. True. It's not the worst. No, movie it's not good. But it's like it's just. I think people just enjoyed watching Mariah Carey flop. For I the know first that time. was the first time. I know people had got a lot of joy out of that. So I have two mini giving you moment darlings this week. Um, the first is I just wrapped up the second season of Pose and that was, um, I don't know, it's going to be hard for me because I've had, I was catching up with Pose and so I watched the first season on Netflix right when I finished that. I started the sex season, second season, which um, was starting on FX at the time and now that I'm all caught up and it's been the finale and I just missed it already. Oh God. <laughs> it's just really such a great show and such a beautiful tribute to ball culture and I think I it took a, a couple of the performances. You're like, are you 
a bad actress like what's happening but like by the end of second season was like no everyone's doing what they should be doing like obviously Billy Porter is getting every nomination in the book but even every cast member like MJ Rodriguez as Blanca is just heartbreaking and beautiful and she's such the heart and soul of the show I was truly surprised she did not get a nomination this year and also the thing is the actress that plays Electra Abundance who is or I guess now she's Electra Wintour the, the last names are the names of their houses in the ball culture you have to watch the show mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I, I haven't seen the show <laughs> yes so. Um, but uh, Electra, she's literally just such a caricature. Like she's so everything she says is so mean. Every word out of her mouth is a read, and it's just. I love how you said Alexa, and and your Alexa went. Bloop. Oh, <laughs> and it's like no, it's Electra, not Electra, you, sweetie. Right. Uh, but yeah, Electra is just so fantastic and so hilarious, and I love that even though she has such a hard exterior, that she's a softy deep down for like you know Blanc and all these girls that she claims to dislike so much. And this season was just a triumph. There were tears. It was so many ups and downs the you know not to spoil but like when candy was killed it was just the saddest moment but i love the way they handled it i love that she came back in flashbacks so much and came back like it just in the mind's eye of the characters i just think it's such a beautiful show and such an important show because obviously there's so much queer history around there's so much queer history and queer literature that we can learn about you know our forefathers and mothers but i feel like about ball culture specifically about trans people of color in new york in the 80s there was such a culture and such a vibrancy and I feel like and I have not even watched Paris is Burning but I feel like Paris and Burning Paris is Burning and Pose are kind of the two places that you can really learn about such uh you know a colorful and charismatic scene that you know gave us so many of the phrases that we use today like comes from that world and it's like yes we've got to pay tribute and make and the the success of it just shows like people in power that like tell a good story and people will watch I I just think it's so fascinating that a show like Pose has not come around until it's surprising because it's it's such a a dominant it feels like such a dominant culture in I don't know in our world because yes. we're we're you know surrounded by gay Twitter and and all the everything. Right. It's like no, all of this comes from that. Right. But so how is this not? Because people don't want to learn. Started in 2018, right? right. People don't want to learn where things come from. They want. I, I think executives feel like okay, every audience needs to see themselves on screen, so we need to show as many like young white people that you know all of their stories being told. But it's like no, if you tell a good story, people can feel Everyone for the characters, like even if they don't see themselves in it all of the time. Like they're, we're all human beings. Like not to get on you know that soapbox, but it's true. If you tell a good story and have good characters people will be able to relate even if it's not like they're looking at themselves in the mirror and I just I love the show I think so it's much. so weird that I think I don't understand producers when they're just like people want to see themselves it's just like I don't want to see myself shut up get the <laughs> hell know, out of I've here lived this. Like, I, I want to see things that are very different from yes. me but like I can still feel like I can relate to I, don't, I, I always feel like producers just miss the mark when it comes to that it's just like no people want to see something interesting right but like, people, I think it's just to take a risk like that with so much money attached to it is so scary for some people but I'm so glad that Ryan Murphy gave Stephen Canals the you know the runway and he mm. just really has taken off and flown with the show and it's such a triumph and I recommend you all watch it and I'm, I'm so happy that Billy Porter's now like a household name I know the he's Broadway everywhere community has been loving Billy Porter forever oh, like, and he's excellent you know, he's, on the show yeah, he's so, so 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 good um, and the other giving me life moment of the week is going to be dedicated to my friend Janie who you've probably seen on some previous uh, videos of Two Gay Match she's been I think on just two episodes in like the 900 years we've been doing this but yes. she is but my dearest friend here and she just received word that she is going to be working on Watch What Happens Live starting uh, in September. And um, 
I need to. I might have to cut this out. I'm gonna text her and see if I can tell this. But <laughs> she's told her job, but I don't know if she just wants it. If she wants it to be private. But whether or not we can say it, I might have to cut this whole thing out. But. I just am so proud of her. I remember sitting and when I lived in New York, we would go to her apartment after work. I would come by with a Big Mac meal and a bottle of champagne (laughs) and we'd watch Housewives of New York and we were just watching silently as Jill and Bethany's friendship fell apart (laughs) and truly we were on the edge of our seat. She has watched this show from the beginning and has been on for 10 years and she watched, I swear, the first episode. She is bravo. I mean, you, you guys have talked about what showbiz moms and dads which yes, was like which early was early 2000s, Bravo. like pre Housewives Bravo. She has been in the trenches, and the fact that she gets to go to the mothership and be a part of the writing, the creative process is just so incredible and so beautiful. And I am so, so, so insanely proud of her. And obviously, not just so I can visit and like say hi to my buddy Andy Cohen, but just because she deserves it. It's just so beautiful to watch good people having good things happen and to talented them. People. Yes, she is she's good. So she's insanely talented, talented, and this is so exactly her. Lane. And like, I will, we, she will be very much missed because obviously she lives in LA with us now. Well, not like in our apartment, but in the city. Um, and she will be very missed, but she says she wants to come back at some point and she will be welcomed with open arms. But honestly, as Mariah has told us back in 97, you got to spray your wings and fly. That's right. Butterfly. You got to push the baby out of the nest so she can fly, guys. <laughs> and she's cool. I just know. And that's the thing is like, she was so nervous through this whole job process, but the whole time I was like, if you get this job, you should stop being nervous because you are going to be perfect. At yes, it. you are going to work so hard. Lane, absolutely, and it's her wheelhouse perfectly. It's like a bullseye. It's like, like you get why the show is good. You get why you yes. get why all the shows. You understand the shows. Yes. You understand the network. You yes. are the brand. Yes. so you should be yes. writing for it. And she's going to be making so it. Everyone, better. watch, watch what happens live. Yes, and tweet Andy like, oh my god, all those new, all these new segments are so funny. Yes, and like we love at Janie Fierce. Yes, <laughs> she's the writer we all need um so just hats off to her this could all be cut out i will double check with her if i can say this but (laughs) the point is moments were given this week darling and i hope that we gave you some moments in the past hour with our deep dive on taylor with our news and with our emails and with our moments and and with (laughs) and with our lives and with with our our lives our souls our souls oh well, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash 2 Also, for as little as $1 a video, you get a bonus video from us every single week by going to patreon.com slash 2 We're about to record uh, a review of the 10th uh, anniversary cast recording of Les Miserables. Yes. Uh, we're also going to record uh, something for TLC Crazy Sexy Cool. So if you're interested in either of those things, become a patron. Become a patron. Yes, patreon.com slash 2 Yes, and uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2 Mats and at Matt Palmer Music for and me. And it's Matt steal for me and i'll be back soon with another new two game ads podcast bye guys bye everybody we love you we love you so much